Bradley Adams was someone who was not squeamish when confronted with the dead. As a forensic anthropologist, he was around human remains all of the time. The pieces could be as large as a thigh bone or as small as a fingernail. Adams' subjects usually never died peacefully. As a child visiting his grandparents' funeral home in Kansas, Adams had to go through the embalming area to get to the garage when he stayed with them on school vacations. Sometimes he would see the deceased on the preparation table, although he was spared seeing the corpses having embalming fluid pumped into their body cavities. Their internal organs would have been sliced open with a trocar, a blade designed to cut a person's internal organs so that the fluid could be more readily absorbed by the lifeless tissue. He didn't have to witness that procedure either. No, dead people didn't seem to bother Bradley Adams. As a college man, he took to specializing in archaeology and worked on prehistoric sites in the United States and Central America. He then became more interested in the forensic aspect of science, spending time in graduate school at a body farm in Tennessee. It was a place where, in the interests of science, corpses were placed all over the grounds in various states of burial, or no burial at all. The bodies were consigned to this natural state so that scientists could study the decomposition of human bodies in assorted situations. Students like Brad Adams would sometimes have to stick their hands, gloved, of course, into the decaying flesh to understand what was happening to our mortal remains. At first he thought the putrefaction might make him vomit or pass out. But no, Brad Adams discovered he wasn't bothered by it. It was something you got used to. There aren't many jobs for forensic anthropologists. It is a rather rarefied field with most of the positions in big cities or at major universities. However, Adams was good enough at what he did that he got a job with the office of the chief medical examiner in New York City as the resident forensic anthropologist and was something of a legend, the go-to guy whenever cops needed help when a body or human remains were found. He knew his stuff, and was often loaned out to study cases all over the world. Prior to joining the OCME, as the office is known, Adams worked with the U.S. military in Hawaii, the headquarters of the command that was responsible for finding and identifying the remains of U.S. servicemen killed in various conflicts. He spent time in Vietnam to sort through the graves of U.S. servicemen killed in the war. Adams even did the same in North Korea, where he was kept in a guarded compound after the communist government there allowed American experts in to examine what were believed to be graves of Americans killed in the Korean War. The North Koreans did relax things enough that Adams and his colleagues were able to go on guided tours during weekends. In New York City, the cases Brad Adams was called to deal with weren't as politically charged as the wartime stuff, if the NYPD or other law enforcement agencies telephoned, it was a safe bet that Adams would be going to what could be a crime scene to examine the remains of some unfortunate. It could be a railroad siding, a ditch, a sewer, a sandy beach, the inside of an apartment, even a drainage pipe in a cemetery. Brad Adams had been to just about any place imaginable where a dead body or bones might wind up. On June 18, 2013, the request for assistance to Brad Adams came from the Manhattan office of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Agents were preparing to dig in the basement of an attached home in Ozone Park, a section of the borough of Queens. 
They had a tip, a pretty good one from a trustworthy source, that the remains of a murder victim might be under the concrete floor. If they found something, Adams would be needed to do a quick examination to determine if the finds were human and then take them back to his lab for further analysis. To keep Adams' mind open and to avoid saying anything suggestive that might later taint the investigation, the agents didn't tell him very much about the victim. It wasn't uncommon for cops to come across bones, only to discover they were not human. In fact, in Brooklyn, once under the basement floor of an old mob social club, police uncovered some bones after an informant swore that many bodies had been buried there. They found bones, all right, but they turned out to be those of a horse. Fragments of chickens sometimes littered parks in the aftermath of Santeria or other religious rituals. After years of study, Adams could quickly tell...